Welcome to The Working Ant with me, your host and coach, Rami Balut. I'm going to share with you secrets and strategies you only wish you knew years ago to accelerate your career today. This is practical stuff, no fluff. My mission is to create a new generation of leaders that brings out the best in people. This is where passions and profession yield profitability. Welcome to The Working Ant. Plant the seeds, not of or for the necessities of the season, but for a harvest that may never come. The wiser of us know that the short term, when planned, has limitations that really cannot go further than their original purpose. Momentum and kinetic energy then stops and your fruit quickly turns from fresh to stale and stationary. Also, plant a variety of seeds, not just one color or for just one purpose, plant a variety. No one can predict precisely what you'll need in the future. So you must plan accordingly, despite the uncertainty The mental barriers of your fortified mind, which we all have, may appear to give you the peace of mind and the ease of fortified solace. But this fortified solace brings a result of saltitude, which will inevitably occur as a result and serves you no other purpose but solidified justification for everything you have and yet preventing you from your true potential. Know the limitations of yourself, but embrace your ignorance. There are infinite ways to justify our present state of affairs, but only a finite amount of time to do much about it in our lives and in our careers. And yet still, in this finite amount of time, you must keep, you must keep in the recesses of your mind, your ability to see further, to see much further, so that you may seek further in your quest to influence your future. And I say this because so many of us, so many of us, as things start to open up, at least here in North America, and what I mean by open up here, I mean the job market seems to be opening up, opportunities seem to arise, mobility seems to begin to occur, things are starting to move in a direction of a normalcy that we once were privy to. And in this sense of normalcy, we can easily retract and go back to behaviors and habits that sustained us mentally in the short term, but limited us in the long term. And what I mean by this are as follows. And so for my sort of discussion with you today, What I'd really like to focus on 
is contrasting short term with long term. And it's so easy for us to actually believe that what we are doing is, in fact, for the long term, when, in fact, in many ways, it is for the short term. For those of us that feel compelled or may have a necessity created or realistic in nature to pursue the activities we are doing day to day for the short term, I fault you not. But for those of us that continue to believe through the recalibration and reaffirmations of the narrations of our mind that what we are doing is in fact for the long term when truly knowing we are fooling ourselves in the process. Those of you who feel this way, this is for you. And I want to talk about this because so many things seem to seem justified in nature in our pursuit of them. And I'll, and I'll give one very easy sort of quick example here when it comes to our interviewing. You know, so many of us, especially as, you know, the working ant starts to gain a lot of audience and momentum, I'm getting a lot more, you know, emails and questions and, and ads, you know, with, with, with ideas and also, and more importantly here, you know, particular use cases about you individually, uh, where you are in your career, what it is that you're doing, uh, the noble pursuits you are pursuing. And, you know, it, it calls into question and it begs the question whether or not a large majority of us continue to pursue things that are in fact noble in nature, but would only yield a particular result in the short term. And when they are yielded in the short term, this kinetic energy, this momentum that we've built up, these the, the planting of our seeds to bear fruit can only last for so long in its freshness. And when we acquire it and when we do actually achieve it, we are then left with a gap. We're left with a space that is very hard to fill up. And what tends to actually happen in this gap and in this space is a new uncertainty, a new thing to pursue, one that is reactive in nature versus the deliberate, intentional, active-like piece of our habits that we pursued to initially attain what we set out for ourselves. You know, for many of us, this has a lot to do with our interviewing, with our interviewing uh, informally and formally. We are constantly preparing for an interview to take place. We are constantly preparing for someone to ask us a particular question that we have prepared for time and time again, over and over again, so that we may prepare for that exact moment so we can answer that question, respond in kind, and be certain of our response, a response that we feel quite confident about, a response that we have clarified and verified along the way, a response that we truly believe will yield a much more positive outcome than we had originally actually prepared for in the early beginnings of it. And that is a fair assessment. That is a very, very fair assessment. It is normal for us to feel this way. And it is normal for us to pursue this. What I'm proposing here is 
going beyond just preparing for an interview, going beyond and preparing for a short-term conversation, going beyond and preparing just to sign on a piece of paper after heavily negotiating our financial compensation, our paternity, our maternity, our RSUs, our time away, our DTOs, going beyond and just preparing for that. But the only way we're only going to be able to do that is to truly, truly just become aware of what may come thereafter, the space thereafter. And so in our interviews, while we do prepare for the short term, I want you to constantly think of what is the long term? If you were to achieve what you were set out to achieve, what you sought after, you know, many of you I'll ask, you know, in my conversations, you know, what, what's really on your mind? What would you wish for at the, this exact moment? Well, I would wish to get to a yes. I wish I would transition from this dreadful position and into a career that is aligned to myself. This feeling of waking up, feeling excited, more purposeful in what it is that I do. And how, how noble is that? How wonderful and beautiful is that? And yet, you know, as we look towards those aspirations, we feel compelled to only prepare for the short term, to ease, appease, to charm, to put out a compelling narrative of our story that is in many ways aligned with who it is that we are, who it is that we are today, the moments that we had in our previous careers that we then share with others through these interviews that shed light on our capabilities. And it's absolutely wonderful and beautiful to do so. What I'm proposing today, what I'm asking of you today is to embrace the present, embrace the present. And I'm not saying the, the spiritual present here. I'm saying embrace the present of where we are today and what it is that we are pursuing. But create a space, that same space, for you to then use for planning for a much, much longer, long-term future. And so it's almost like, you know, a lot of my clients that I'll work with, you know, will work towards a career transition. We'll dedicate so much time in our coaching, right, that when we actually do attain and acquire a new position for ourselves, we've suddenly been given this time back. And this time back, no surprise to, to you here, is typically going to be used to onboard ourselves in an accelerated fashion in our new job, in our new role, right, in our new capacity, so that we can then, you know, learn as much as we can as quickly as possible, right, so that we can influence and impact, you know, as quickly as we can and as soon as possible. And what that actually does is it actually validates those that took a chance on us as quickly and as soon as possible, that hiring us was in fact one of the best things that ever occurred. And that is all great. That is all a reality. That is all normal. But when we actually settle into our roles, when we settle into a particular position, we are then again becoming in some way normal, it's all normal, complicit again in nature right? We want to have that sense of stability. We want to have that sense of peace of mind. We want to have that sense of ease that 
We are in a good place. Worry is for the past. The present is different. Things are good now and as they should be and as they will be, by the way. What I'm asking and I'm suggesting is to go further rather than planting that just that one seed to nail the interview to get that next job. I want us to plan further ahead for ourselves. I want us to plan ahead in a form of connection, of contribution, renewed faith in our capabilities to go beyond what we just set out for for ourselves. So rather than think about things in terms of getting a job, I want to get a job, I need to get a job, and we certainly do, we certainly do. That is the obvious. What is not obvious is how we're going to be reacting to things when we actually achieve them. And you may ask and may say to me, you know, Rami, well, you know, how are we going to predict the future? Well, we can't predict the future. Of course, we can't predict the future. There are no crystal balls here to, to predict the future. But what I'm actually asking you to do is see further, right? So you may seek further in our quest to influence our future. And, you know, many of us, many historians, many psychologists, many of those that study anthropology and our social behaviors will say that what we truly want is our ability to influence, influence the situation, influence others, impart our knowledge on other people, impart new knowledge on ourselves so that we can then further influence what we seek out for. And that shouldn't come as a surprise. We want to influence others. It's in our natural intrinsic nature to want to influence other people. Natural intrinsic nature, that sounds interesting. Um, but we want to influence other people. We want to be in a position of influence. We want to think of ourselves as good people doing good for ourselves and through others by our sheer and mere influence by our mere presence at times. And so if we think about it in that paradigm, this goes much further and beyond just the interview. It goes much further and beyond just the job itself, acquiring the job itself, but it actually goes into our day to day. And so for those of us that are currently in roles today, whether or not, you know, we're seeking to leave and transition to something else, or if we've recently onboarded and we're trying to really um, ensure that we have achieved as much impact and influence as we possibly can, you know, we're going to meet some resistance along the way. The resistance of ourselves and how we you know, have this self-projected image of ourselves, this fortified sort of mindset of our values and our principles that have led us to where we are today, matched with a bureaucracy, a set of rules, a set of limitations, right? That we truly have to navigate around in some way. There may be people in the way of what we want to achieve for ourselves. There may be a set of rules and limitations in the way that prevent us from an accelerated path for ourselves. We then find ourselves stuck in a state of flux, perhaps, but one which is not yielding the intended outcome that we have. One that is a result of this gap, 
this space that is inevitably created as we continue to look towards just the short term. As we think about our interactions with people, we think about certain projects, certain tasks. You know, some of you may say, well, yes, Rami, absolutely. That's the nature of the work. That's the nature of the job. You know, and yes, by the way, absolutely. When we do meet people, we think about whether or not these people will be in some way threats or preventative towards our goals. We start to build some sort of camaraderie, build rapport to bring people along, to set the sphere of influence for ourselves and what it is we seek out. And yet all of this, all of this just means that we are faced with new realities time and time again that we must come to terms with. And what I'm asking you to do today is to see beyond all this. So rather than look at people and view people as elements and tools and resources for a particular task, a particular project, a particular mission or vision of your company, look at them as assets for the future. Don't just work with them and for them, but work through them. Be a tool and a resource to validate some of the own self-images they may have of themselves and one another. Validate a lot of their values by working through them. And instead of just working for them and with them, by working through them, you actually build a strong relationship for the future. You know, it's almost like reminding you that where you are today is in some way, for those of you, I mean, who think you're going to be in your role, you know, for decades on end, and this is maybe if you, you know, live in Germany or you live in Japan, that that may be a very real possibility for you. But for those of us here in North America, in the United States, you know, we're only going to be at a certain role for a finite period of time inevitably we are going to be moving on and when we move on this space and this gap you know is wide is wide and i'm asking you to shorten that with certain ways of thinking and how it is you interact with people so when i say like work through people i'm trying to impart this way of alternative thinking for you so that when we do inevitably transition these same people who once were only interactions because of a particular scope and in our role, then become assets for a much larger, grander, long-term future for ourselves. And what do we want in the end? What do we want truly in the end? We want this level of long-term satisfaction. At least that's what I want for you. I want longer-term satisfaction for you because even if we make a transition for ourselves, even if you know we, we achieve a dream opportunity, we're still going to be lonely at times. We're still going to feel isolated at times. We're still going to question things at times. We're still going to look beyond the work that we just do for some sense of fulfillment, value, significance, and satisfaction. It's inevitable that we feel this way. And so if we're truly looking for this long-term satisfaction. When we arrive at our intended destination, you know, keep in mind that our self-image is subconsciously 
re-narrating its own story of where we are now, where we should be, where we intended to be, where we may have been, what we should be doing, what we should be reading, who we should be listening to, yours included, by the way, yours truly included, and, and how it is we can get there. And, you know, I say this time and time again, this abundance of resources that are out there, the, this abundance of information makes us construct a narrated reality that is fixated on the short term. We're constantly telling ourselves things to justify where we are and what it is that we're doing. And inadvertently, we are setting out limitations for ourselves. We're limiting ourselves. And so what I would actually want you to be doing, what I'd want you to sort of just keep in mind here is that when we want to achieve this longer term satisfaction, I want you to focus beyond just the work that you're actually doing, beyond just this term of influence, but rather a much deeper connection with other people. Connect, understand, listen, validate the self-image of others at times so you can break down those barriers and have true, meaningful, deeper connections. It's those connections and even the ones you actually have with me, right? If you're listening to this podcast, right? Have a deep connection with other people. It's a necessity for you to get out of this fortified mind, which may appear to have cemented barriers that are so, you know, well uh, preserved and actually protect us from, from so many things that are actually out there, which, you know, if we stay at the shores of the ocean, you know, that's, that's fine and dandy. But as soon as we open up, we'll find out that it's just pure sand. It could be washed away at any moment and a new construct and a new narrative must then be built to really define and justify where we are again today. So I want you to have a connection with other people, like a true meaningful connection. And, you know, despite us opening up again, at least here we here in North America, you know, I still do not believe that we are going to solve this idea of isolation, of loneliness in some way, of this idea of, you know, we are alone. Here I am listening to this and I'm, I'm still alone. The understanding of myself is much more important than the understanding of others. When I truly do believe, you know, they are mutually exclusive. Trying to develop a deeper connection with other people in our work and in our networking and in our day-to-day, -day, right? Having great conversations, right? Is what's truly going to develop a longer-term strategy for ourselves with a much more plethora and abundance of resources that we may not see today, we may not need today, but will organically come in the future. If you want to create opportunities and possibilities for yourself, you must connect with other people. You must do a deliberate and intentional approach to connect with other people at deeper levels beyond your day-to-day, -day, beyond your short-term goals. You must be able to do so. And, and I say you must because if we want this longer term satisfaction, 
we must develop this connection. And when you develop this connection with others, you're actually developing a new connection with yourself. You are opening up a level of emotions, a level of knowledge, a treasure trove and wealth of information that can be applied to a future role, to a future transformation for yourself. You know, we seek out to achieve these incredible roles. And guess what? We then achieve them. And going and achieving these things is incredibly amazing. But what tends to happen along the way is that the short term sort of like dissipates. And it dissipates situationally because those of you that have achieved a new role, a role that you are aligned to, that you aspire towards, for some reason, we tend to drop some things along the way that really got us there into, in, in the first place. And so whether that's coaching, whether that's mentorship, whether that actually comes back down to the connection that I was speaking about earlier, we drop those things. And we may drop them because, you know what, we only needed them in the short term. But what I'm proposing today is I'm saying, you know, you need these things in the long term. If you feel that you've mentored in the past, but don't feel you can give it anymore, I encourage you to think otherwise. If you feel that you connected with people during your time of transition and no longer feel the need to actually connect with them because, you know, the subject matter has changed now. We're actually in a different position. Our lives have actually changed. Right? I encourage you to think differently. You know, if you were staying curious at a particular time, you know, really, really staying curious at a particular period of time in your life where you wanted to learn and understand and validate and add value to what it is that you were doing in the short term. But now, for some reason, you are in a different place. You know, I encourage you to reconsider. I encourage you to reconsider. These are fundamental things that, you know, have withstood the tests of time. Our connection in many ways is very much to moments of the past, moments of the past, where we actually did have this curiosity, where we did have, have this connectedness, where we were able to bring down our barriers, right, and connect with other people because we didn't feel we had to protect ourselves for anything anymore, right? We, we, we had this moment as if we were having a drink with friends, you know, and we felt like we didn't need to validate ourselves. We knew who each other were at our core. You know, it's this level of connectedness. It's this level of curiosity. And by the way, it's this level of confirmation, you know, confirming with others through specific events that we are, in fact, who it is that we say we are. The perception that we have of ourselves, in fact, resonates with other people. We don't take this for granted. We continue to pursue our curiosity and our connection and on our yearning for connectedness to confirm these things and to confirm whether or not who it is that we believe we are is in fact who it is that we say we are and who it is we act as based on who it is that we actually feel that we are, right? And being able to confirm this through time is building up towards a satisfaction of the long term. And I really, really want you to sort of take this, not with a grain of salt. I want you to take this and I want you to really think about this long and hard because it's so easy to become complicit. 
It's so easy to retract. It's so easy just to listen. It's so easy just to think about things, but to actually plan and do them for a longer term strategy, for a longer term initiative. Well, I mean, how good is that for you? How wonderful would that actually be? Long term satisfaction. Is that a pipe dream? I think not. So, you know, I want you to understand your capability and your capability goes far and beyond, you know, what you're doing at work on a Monday, on a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday, or a happy hour on Friday. It goes far, far beyond just that. You know, if we've learned anything, we've learned that there's going to be a wealth of uncertainty in our future. And so making sure that we take care of these fundamentals ensures that we have not only, you know, more opportunities, but longer term satisfaction. And the way we're going to really achieve this for ourselves is through a form of care, through a form of care. So we need to take care of ourselves, but I don't mean the taking care of ourselves, you know, going on vacation, taking space for yourself and nourishing yourself in that way or working out and exercising. That's all care. And that's amazing stuff. And I'm not here to life coach you in a way uh, where you take care of yourself in that way. You know, you need to take care of yourself in that way. You know, but for me, the, the care that I, that I would like to sort of impart on you is the acceptance of your ignorance. And you heard me right. You know, being able to accept your ignorance is one of the best things you could do for yourself. You know, being able to truly accept that, you know, we only know so much. We only will achieve so much. We only will be capable of doing so much. And so what is it we are going to choose to do? What is it we are going to choose to do? Should we eliminate particular activities of our day-to-day -day in order to support and propel us to do those things that we truly aspire to do? Should we saturate some of the thinkings that we actually have, knowing that we only can focus on something in one way before we should start focusing on something else that can actually truly do us a favor and support our longer term satisfaction. This is a sort of care that I'm talking about. The care where you really go out of your way to connect and to experience these levels of conversations where it's not just between you and yourself, but it's between you and others sharing yourself uh, with other people. And I've said that time and time again. But if I talk about real care here, you know, in the grand scheme of, you know, planting the seeds for the future, it really comes down to the theme of what I want to share with you today. And that is really accepting your ignorance. I want you to think of that as a form of care for yourself. I want you to do that because you know, there's only so much we know there's only so much we can tell ourselves before reality um, sets ourselves apart and tells us something completely different. You know, being able to focus on one thing versus focusing on another, you know, trying to mold ourselves in a way where, you know, short term it may work, but long term we know it's not sustainable. This is the kind of care that I want you to think about for yourself. And yes, you know, and for me, uh, speaking as your coach, I want you to accept, accept your ignorance and embrace it, embrace it completely. We may feel that we, you know, want to have this foresight of what may occur, you know, in this whole new digital age, you know, I know a lot of people are working towards a digital future with new technology 
I mean, with cryptocurrencies, uh, with AI and robotics, we're all trying to have this foresight, right? That is, in many ways, not adopted by us, but adopted by the information we continue to interact with every single day, right? And molding ourselves to truly understand it may be a good thing for us. It certainly is, to, you know, understand what's, what's, what's in the pipeline, what's coming up, what should we actually expect? But at the same time, we should also embrace and celebrate our ignorance. And, you know, if we actually can do so, we truly will remain curious. And, you know, I've said this years back and I'll say it again. Being the dumbest person in the room is a really, really good thing. Being in a place where we are truly learning from others, where we are listening just as much, if not more, than when we are actually speaking is a wonderful thing. And I think, you know, when we put things into words here and we label something this way, I think it actually can alleviate a lot of the stress, you know, a lot of the frustration uh, that we actually have. And that is, you know, really embracing and celebrating our ignorance. You know, it's like, you know, when we expose ourselves and I can tell you, you know, really good examples of, you know, some of my clients uh, who are extremely, extremely, extremely bright people just like you are, right, who really go far and beyond to educate themselves on, you know, particular subjects and items just to familiarize themselves with things, to immerse themselves with things so that, you know, when called upon, they, they are prepared, which is an absolutely wonderful thing. But these very, very same people get to a point in their careers where they, they are no longer, you know, the dumbest person in the room. They're, they're the smartest person in the room and they are, you know, they speak with, a, with authority. They're subject matter experts. And that's absolutely wonderful. But being able to embrace and celebrate your ignorance really just means that you're opening yourself up to new possibilities. You know, and this sort of like, you know, frustration of, well, you know what, I should know everything about a particular subject. Um, where I should expose myself to more and more new information, you know, can only get us so far. You know, it's almost like saying something audacious in nature. It may be, it may be outlandish in nature in saying this, but sometimes when we expose ourselves to so much, it prevents us from forming our own true opinions on things. It actually prevents us from taking action at times. You know, when we're going through, whether it's our LinkedIn feed, I hope it's a LinkedIn feed versus an Instagram feed. And I say this, of course, from, from a lot of bias, of course. But, you know, even if we're going through like a LinkedIn feed, and uh, we're learning about a particular subject. You know, we've set out our hashtags so that, you know, we feed ourselves, you know, this particular subject, which you could do, by the way, if you haven't done so already. You know, when we learn from, from other people, at times we're actually setting limitations for ourselves. The more knowledge we have, we're thinking like, well, what, 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 in what sort of authority or in what sort of capacity, you know, can we speak at when we know so many other people are doing so many other things? When, when I would argue that much of that is a mirage for a lot of other things. And, and that mirage in itself is preventing us from truly being authentically, genuinely curious in nature and preventing us from celebrating right, and accepting our ignorance. You know, it's the ignorant person that is going to go out there and do something with little question. And you may think it's actually foolish to do and, and, and it may turn out to actually be foolish, but this level of ignorance but it's actually what's actually moving this person in some way forward, allowing them to learn, to contribute authentically and genuinely. The embracing of their ignorance, consciously or subconsciously, is allowing them 
to learn so much more than they would have actually otherwise learned by merely taking bits and pieces of information from what they would receive in their, yes, their LinkedIn feed or a book or an article or someone. It's not, I'm not asking you not to familiarize yourselves with these things, um, but I'm asking you at the same time to understand that being in a state of acceptance of the limitations that you actually have are actually large facilitators of your success. So imagine this, our embracing of our limitations, our embracing of our ignorance actually can lead us to have much longer term satisfaction, which is what we actually all want. And so make sure, make sure to keep this in mind. Let this be a little bit of a, you know, I I hope I could take some pressure off of you and and just saying like, hey, you know what? I I wanna embrace my ignorance. You know, I, I wanna embrace the fact that this narrative that I actually have in my mind is in fact, in some way, ignorant in nature. It, it's, it has its limitations. My fortified narrative of my self-image can seem cemented you know, in my own mind, but bring me to an ocean, ocean or whatever it is, right? A body of water, which is a body of knowledge, of experience, of an unknown and all of a sudden, you know, it becomes sand. It's just going to wash away again. And so, you know, what we want is to embrace that and see it as sand to begin with. Something that is permeable versus impermeable in nature. When we embrace ourselves this way, when we can truly come to the conclusion and set our egos aside, and, you know, no matter what it is that we've studied and what it is that we've done and what it is that we've accomplished, and take a curious approach to things. It's really just being able to come to terms with, embrace, and celebrate our ignorance, our ignorance. And if you if you truly believe listening to me today that you are not ignorant in nature and the grand scheme of things, I think you're fooling yourself. You know, we all are ignorant of certain things. We all are subject matter experts and can be subject matter experts of a particular vocation. But that vocation can only take us so far. That vocation may be a form of satisfaction, right? But our longer-term satisfaction comes from connection. It comes from curiosity. It, com- it comes from confirmation and reconfirmation. And it comes from renewed capability of the possibilities that we can have. And this really comes from a form of care. And, you know, there are many forms of care, many things you could do to care for yourself. Today, the only thing that I'm going to be asking you to do is embrace and celebrate the very real possibility, because it is real, of your ignorance. If you've gotten this far in my podcast, I'm hoping that means that you love my coaching content. If you'd like to continue the journey with me on a much deeper, personal, and immersive level, please visit my website at ramibalut.com and schedule a 45-minute Real Talk session with me. You can also enroll my online program at theworkingant.com and join me for five months of weekly live group coaching where you can ask me your questions live in a group coaching setting. Use code PODCAST for an incredible discount at checkout. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Your career fulfillment is so important to me. You deserve nothing less than that. I truly hope you take what we talked about today and use it deliberately, practically, and strategically to accelerate your next career transition, 
conversation, or simply just to nourish your personal professional life. If you'd like to receive periodic content from me, please visit RamiBalut.com and register for my mailing list by signing up to receive your free ebook, which by the way, is an awesome ebook, if I may say. Until next time, this is your host and coach, Rami Balut, signing off for today's podcast on The Working At. Remember, if not you, then who? If not now, then when?